What's up, everybody? This is All Gas Podcast with Kevin and Factor. Here we are today, just giving you a live, you know, up to date, what we got going on, just an idea of the podcast, throwing everything out there, um, getting started about what we got going on. And what we plan to do with this podcast, what we want to do, bring uh, highlights to the West Coast racers of the import world, um, try to get as much information out to as much people as possible and let you know, interview big racers, uh, promoters, um, engine builders, engine tuners, you know, all those guys. We want to give everybody a highlight and a chance and a platform to promote themselves and to bigger and better the scene. So, um, yeah, I mean, the West West is where it's at. West has been on top for many, 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 West many Coast. years. And, you know, over the last few years, it's kind of taken a backseat to the East Coast. East Coast holds all the records right now. East Coast has all the big events right now. So I think it's time to come back. I think it's back to the West Coast. Uh, I, I think the West Coast has been making a slight comeback a little bit in the last two, three years. I think it's been coming back a little bit. Um, but I think this with this platform, I think we can help give it a big push and get the, get it out there and get the name coverage because we don't have the coverage that the East Coast has. And being the fact that I am also a racer and this is a crew chief for my team um, – it's kind of hard to do media and race. So as as in like covering, it is you know. But I mean, you think about how many different media outlets they have out there. I mean, they got Soft Spot, they got Hushacha, they got uh, E Racer Productions, they got E Race. I mean, they got a lot. They got I a mean, lot of guys that cover them. I don't. I can't even think of anyone really out here. I mean, you got a few little guys, but no one that covers every event or even every large event. But I mean, you have you have a few that come here and there, but they're just not out there. How the east coast big media is and i i it's not gonna we're not gonna be able to make every event but you know we're gonna do the best to make as much as possible be involved in the scene with still being able to run well me personally trying to run my race program myself and further you know race you know help as a racer well i think i think even if we don't make every event we'll have people that'll be at events we'll be able to Give you a recap of the event, give you back coverage of the event. You know, what I mean, just still give you the info you need to get, other than what we can provide of us being there. Well, I mean, if you want to talk about kind of something like uh, what was it? IFO was just last weekend, and there wasn't too much coverage of it. Like, I didn't start seeing exactly racing I mean, videos of until what Tuesday, th- Tuesday, Wednesday, and uh, you know, it was kind of like I wanted to see who won or who whatever. I mean, I saw. Yeah, I mean, I reached I out to. I don't know, probably five or six different racers just saying, hey, how'd IFO go? Hey, how'd it go? Did anything happen? Who won what? I mean, it took me reaching out to figure out what was going on at IFO. And that was only, what, two hours away from us, three hours away from us? Yeah. So, that I mean, that, that's that's what I mean by there's not a whole lot of media coverage. That's one of California's bigger events, and there was nobody there to cover it. So, um, that's what we plan on doing is trying to, you know, make it to these events and get coverage for the people and to spread, you know, the West Coast love, man, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, and then on top of that, we're going to have a lot, a lot of interviews. A lot of special guests with us. Not just going to be our ugly faces up on here every day. You don't want to see us every day. <laughs> we're we're going to have, you know, some some big name people. I got contacted a few people. We got a bunch of people lined up. A lot of people you want to hear from. A lot of street people. A lot of track people. A lot of builders. A lot of tuners. And there's a, well, there's a lot of good too, people lined not, up. We're not going to just cover... Um, Track events. We gotta let them know that we are also involved in the streets. 
wouldn't say heavy, but pretty tough. We're, we are involved in the streets, and we want to give a lot of those guys who don't go to the track events yeah. and are got a name in the streets and are popular in the streets and fast in the streets. We want to give those guys attention too. Um, don't necessarily promote street racing, but we do at the same time. You know, I can't sit there and say I ain't never done it once or twice or maybe like three thousand times, but hey. you know. I mean, who hasn't been out there on the road? You know. I mean, I think I think for the most part, most people kind of get their start on the streets. I know that's where I got mine. For the most part, yeah. I mean, how many people meet up with a buddy on the side of the road and say, "Hey, let's run them," or you know, get your three honk at a stoplight? When you first get your car, and also too is like, you know, you have like me, like I was raised as a little brother who was tagging along when I was 15, 16 years old in high school and going along with them to the runs and stuff. And so then it yeah. just carried on. And now I did the same thing to my little brother when he was uh, of age that I was able to, you know, take him with me a couple times. And he don't have the biggest involvement in it, but I gave him the opportunity to see if he wanted to be, yeah. you know, into the scene and stuff. And, you know, I think everybody gets on the streets. And I think the streets need to be uh, publicized too. I mean, because the East Coast streets, a lot of people that you see – Running the track events are all like a lot of them came from the streets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, a that, lot we, of that we first heard of was on the streets of street racing in New York on the East Coast. Yeah, a lot of the highway takeovers and stuff like that. I mean, it's That's it's nice. crazy back there. I wish we could do that here. Yeah, I mean, we can, but we still have enough crowd following. <laughs> that and our freeways are a little crazy. We don't have all these little hide streets like New York does. Yeah, but um, well, well, I mean, we were gonna start off today with just kind of giving you a backstory of what we want to do with this podcast and then also a little bit of history about both of us. So first. <laughs> this guy. All right. Well, since, you know, he's too afraid. Oh I mean, it's kind of like his race style. He's too afraid. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> All right. So my name's Kevin. Cairo as someone line with my, my favorite troll, you know, is Crow. I mean, hey, the biggest Can thing, I say? one of the biggest internet <laughs> trolls there is. Hey, you don't like what you, you know, it, it happens. So, little backstory on me. I think I got started about 99, 2000, somewhere in that realm. I don't know, you were born in like 98, Grandpa. I know. <laughs> Grandpa. <laughs> uh, started street racing, started building cars. Uh, first Honda swap I ever did was an LS and a CRX. We bought my buddy Steven, Hardcore Bays, shout out. Uh, actually got a Rec DA, bought himself a 91 SI, I think it was, CRX. And we pulled out the full swap, did an LS into a CRX. And that was the first swap I think I'd ever done. After that, it was it was on and cracking. I mean, I've had... Shit, 99, 2000, I was still playing with RC cars. Like <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shit. I think I've had 10 CRXs, a few Del Souls, a few Integras. I've had trucks, I've done LS swaps, I'm actually in process of doing an LS and an S10, in process of doing a Duramax on a 93 Blazer, man, I've had countless, countless cars, all kinds of toys, I, I, it's that passion, man, I, I grew up in it, I'm in it, I, I talk, can't give it up. A little, talk a little bit about the history that you, uh, that you, uh, you know, with kind of like Derek, you know, because I met you, I met you through, uh, kind of Derek and Quinn shop at the yeah, time, yeah. back in the day, I, that's where we met, uh. I, I used to hate this guy, dude. I Every, hate this guy. Everybody does. They uh, can't. Truth hurts. What can you say? Yeah, truth, truth hurts. Yeah, you got to learn how to face the truth. Exactly. Uh, talk a little bit about that history, like on racing, but what you've been around, some of the cars you've seen built. Uh, just a little, just give a little brief of that, because yeah, I you mean, can. Because how many people can sit here and say that they built an LS CRX? I mean, there's a lot of them. 
Yeah. But you've been involved in a lot of fast cars that have been built around. Well, I mean, shit. My my very first car, I think I was 16, 17, was an 11.6 Del Sol. It was a B20 VTEC on nitrous. I bought it from Tom at Red Zone. No, not Red Zone. Sorry, Red Line. Tom at Red Line in Rancho. And it was an 11.60 car. The built B20 VTEC. I think it was a GSR Trans. The car was fun. Got me in a lot of trouble. And then from there, man, whew, it was on. Bought a crazy wide body EF hatch with Mustang taillights and all kinds of stuff. Bought it from John at Exile. That was a big, big car in the streets back in the day. Um, shoot. Hung out with Chad at, you know, Push Performance, Barbershop. Spent some time with him. Spent some time with Red Zone. Spent some time with Derek at Paris, Six Sigma. I mean, all them shops. I mean, there's there's been countless, countless people I've hung out with and spent time with and learned from. I mean, that's always been my biggest thing. It was never about, oh, I want to be in this crew or I want to be in that crew. I want to race with this person. Or, I want to be with that person. It was it was all about knowledge. You just want you wanted to be around racing. It was. It was all about racing. It was all about knowledge. It's it's everything that I've always wanted to be around. So it was it was just where can I learn? Who can I learn from? What what can I learn? I mean, it just. That's all it ever was. I just I wanted to learn, so it didn't matter if I had the fastest car or if you had the fastest car. It was, it was what I can get from you. So that's why I always tried to you know talk to as many big names as I could. Kind, hang out kind with of you. mean like a you know always you never want to be the smartest guy in the room. No. And I on the last in the last like maybe three or four years I've had to learn that myself of kind of like like as you know as my game has progressed in the last couple of years you know it's kind of like I had to sit there and say okay look. You have to not, and then I wouldn't say I act like I knew everything, but like when we started talking, you know, I was just soaking up game, just how you're saying, yeah. just soak up the game, you know, and just learn yeah. and and be willing to admit your faults and just keep keep progressing and just be oh. about the sport, just stay dedicated. You know? I ain't got no faults. What you trying to say? <laughs> well, let's not start. Let's talk about that CRX, that one that just got crushed. Oh, oh, we won't talk about that. It didn't get crushed. It wasn't a fault. There's a whole box bin, all kinds of <laughs> shit back here. Every part is still here. So you want to buy some parts? Where's the chassis, though? Hey, shh. Exactly. Chassis are nothing. We can get another one of them real quick. Yeah. <laughs> all um, right. Um. Well. My turn? Yeah, your well, turn. My name is Factor. I drive a 94 Civic, uh, HCB powered. Um, it's a 1250 car. It's stock injector, stock Stock long block. Everyone thinks it's cams and this and that. It ain't. It's just driver mod. Um, I started in a, Miss, I, missing gears. I, driver mod. <laughs> I started in uh, <laughs> Shadow King. Uh, I did a. Uh, I started out. I was like fourteen, fifteen. My older cousin um, had a Prelude, and that's what really got me into the scene. I've always been in the cars, motorcycles, and everything. Uh, my family is all muscle cars, and then when I moved to Texas and I hung around my cousin with, and he had his Prelude. That's when I got bit by the Honda bike and then uh, came back to California. And then uh, when I was about 19 in 2009, yes, I'm a young buck, um, compared to you. Ten years uh, ago? Yeah, it was ten years ago, ten years Ooh. in the game. I uh, bought my Civic, the same one I still have now. Um, I didn't progress much. Went through, uh, went through a lot. <laughs> I, honestly, I went through a lot. I mean, my first time I blew my motor within like three months. It uh, had 300,000 miles on it, of course. Uh I started to do this funny story. Started doing my first motor swap. 
was like pulling the distributor off. I'm pulling the fuel rail off. Like, I, <laughs> I like every little I, part yeah, it was, everything it. was off, dude. I mean, I look back and then uh, one of my older OG homies came by. I was like, dude, what are you doing? He was like, man, you gotta do this, this, and that, and you know, put me on game. And uh, ever since then, I've been H2B for about five years now. Went through my process with that. It's uh, tuned by Chad at uh, Push Performance, Barbershop Performance. Um, yeah, getting ready to race uh, in Drag Race Nationals in Fontana in here in a couple of weeks. Uh, getting ready for that. Um, Finally, going to put that name out there, huh? Finally, yeah, let everybody I, know. I, I guess so. <laughs> uh, no, it's something I always want to do. Was One of my goals for this year was to, you know, race out of town i yeah. wanted you know that was like one of my big goals whether it was ifo or drag race nationals and being that drag race nationals teamed up with uh race wars i like the way race wars hosts their events so i figured you know shout out wayne matt yeah. all you guys Heck great events um you know i figured you might as well do it um the only way to do it is you know i mean the only way to progress in the game is if you keep taking that step forward even though it might be hurting pockets or whatever i'm still willing to take that that step you know yeah. go out there so i mean that's what it takes you gotta whether it hurts your pocket or not, you got you got to get out there. You can't just sit at home and race one track and race one event and race the same five people over and over and over because you're never going to progress thinking you're going to be doing the same exact thing over and over and over. I mean, you look at our last three events. We've raced the same person in the finals every time. <laughs> every time. Shout out Tony. Lights be Tony. Right? Every event. It's been him. Yeah. So uh, that's why... No, it, it's, not even, it's not even about that, but it's more progressing and getting you in a... How do you say... Uh, I had it in my head. Basically, man, you just got to keep going and set goals for yourself. That's why, like, with so far in the last three or four years, uh, I've kind of every year I sit down at the beginning of the year and I come up with goals for myself of what I want to do and just how to make my, my racing program progress, my car progress, get it faster, things I got to do. So that was one of my things was to race out of town. And then also I wanted to get the car. The car was not in the 12s until beginning of this year. Was it? No, 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 that was last year. No, that was last, last year. year. I still uh, owe you something on that one. Yeah. And then that, uh, that gave you your motivational push. But no, I mean, like, I just basically, I wanted to get the car faster, so. Um, hey, that all motor, though, it ain't it ain't easy. All motor ain't easy. But, ain't cheap. you know, uh, I've been involved in the streets, so, you know, I started street racing, like, like I said earlier, you know, a lot of people do street racing, um, trying to make a name out there for myself, and one thing I'll say is, like, you know, motivation is like most people, they say like you ask people, oh, you want to race? Oh, no, you're too fast. Oh, my car's not fast enough. It's like it's not about being fast enough, I don't think. It's about just being willing to go out there and enjoy the sport. Like you were saying, just knowledge. Yeah. Because you don't – if you don't like uh, – you got a young kid, just kid, let's say he's got a 99 SI. A lot of guys, oh, I don't want to race. My car's not fast because they see me out there racing. When they see other people out there racing like faster cars. Like, well, that's what I tell you know, a lot of people too. A lot of it is seat time. A lot of it's seat time. I mean, you, I could go take you out of a 12.5 car that's consistent as hell and throw you in a nine-second car, and you wouldn't even know what to do right off no, the bat. for sure, for sure. You, no. would, you would literally not it would know. Probably run, it, I could probably get it to, like, maybe, like, 11s. Exactly. But then it takes seat time to get used so that's to the why, power and Yeah, everything. and that's why I say a lot of people that are afraid to race other big people that are faster, it's not smart. You really should get your seat time. I mean, it, it, it takes it. And there's, like, levels to it. Yeah. There's levels to this game that, you know, like we said, start off, like I started off with a single cam, doing single VTEC swaps, kept blowing them up, and then being retarded and doing Hell dumb stuff. Yeah. And then finally one that, day. That mini me life. One day I, finally, <laughs> I, I put one together, and then it blew up like a week later, and I was like, you know what? Screw this. I already had a lot of stuff to do HCB. Yeah. So I said, man, I'm just going to go HCB, man. Might as well do it. And then I've been chasing that ever since. Um, probably should have went K instead, but. 
Hey, I gotta live with the decisions hey, I made. And, you're different. And I, I'm doing, you want to be different. I'm doing. I'm doing what I'm doing what what I can with what I got, and I'm making it work. So I mean, I can't really complain too much about that, man. You know, I mean, eventually the goal is to take it and just keep going, getting faster. So yeah. that's what I gotta do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, that's a little bit about us. Um, you know, basically, we're just two guys who love the sport, uh, and we seen that it was lacking something, so we wanted to keep pushing. We want to do. We want to do something to help push it and promote it. Uh, it's not necessarily about us, really. Not at all. I, I, racing, I think, I think I this. I, I this just video. don't want people to think, oh, you're just putting this on to put yourself yeah, on. Yeah. It's not about that. I don't want to push myself on because I can do that my own self. I want to do this to use the little name that I have, and I want to help bring other racers' names and push them farther as well. Well, that's yeah, kind of the like idea. Push it was. myself at the same time, but I want to also help yeah. grow the game. Well, I mean, that, that's kind of how it goes. I've been in it for, you know, 10, 20 years, whatever it is now. I, I don't even know. I think it's some dirt outside that's younger than I am. But <laughs> <laughs> then you got this guy that's only been in for 10 years. So, I mean, you take both of our knowledge from young to old and different people we know from young to old, different racers from young to old. I, I think it'll be good to get some knowledge out of the old guys and some knowledge out of the young guys and some, you know, just different stages of where the scene's at nowadays. I mean, I think that'd be great to get out there. I, I think uh, if, if we take an overall look of the scene, now when we say the scene, I think that there's kind of two things, well, mainly three things you got to look that kind of incorporate all three of them because you can have one that's, you can have the car shows, mm -hmm. show cars. Um, you know, shout out to you guys that build show cars. Um, People still I think, build I, show cars? I think eventually, not, not as much. That's what I'm saying. That if we look at the way the scene is, uh, there's not many people that do that. Um, then you have the street scene, and then you also have the track scene because they're two two different. Yeah, different. they kind of combine a little bit, but for the most part, they're kind of split. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Because oh, yeah. a lot of guys who don't do that do street that don't do track. A lot of guys who do track but don't do street. But there's guys like me and like you know who would do both. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, and I well, the one thing that I've always wondered about the whole track thing and the whole street thing is I. I grew up also a lot into high rods and muscle cars and stuff like that, where you get a lot of grudge racers that don't want to do track times. They just want the track for safety, but they want a street race on the track. One, for better prep than the street, but at the same time for the safety because they're just grudge racing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I, I see that a lot in the older hot rods or the muscle cars or stuff like that, but you don't see that in the Honda scene or even in the import scene at that. You don't see a lot of that. A lot of people won't take it to the track just to race. I don't know if it's because we don't have I, I think, the I support think, to do I, it or what, but I think that's something that could be looked at too between merging the two scenes together or the two styles together. I, I think a lot of it because like I know for me what took me a lot long time to get on track to just to even take my single cam to the track was I wouldn't say I was intimidated. But I was more like the safety rules. Is my car gonna pass tech? There's a lot of questions like that, but. When you kind of like the first, okay, the first time I went to the track here in Sacramento, I went as a spectator. The second time I went was a spectator, but I actually drove my car there. And then the third time I won the race. But I wanted to go there and see how it's ran and like, you know, see what it's like. Instead yeah. of just showing up day one, unprepared, no oh, yeah. nothing. But there's a lot there's a lot of people who do that. But I think a lot of people, this, this platform is what we can use to get people to understand, look, you don't have to just straight jump right into being doing what we no, do in yeah. a sense, you know, or doing... But I think that's a good thing that the Sacramento program has, too, is they have a lot of the Wednesday night fun drags and Saturday night and Sunday or Friday night 
other than just events. So you can literally take your car there and learn the track. Yeah. Figure out how the staging lights work, how all your beams work, how all, you know, everything, the tree works. It's a pro tree, regular tree. I mean, you, you have all this stuff that you can learn on a normal night and not be intimidated by an event where you have hundreds of cars that are racing and you're now backing them up or whatever. Yeah, but a lot of, I see, yeah, that's a big problem that we have to face with and like, you know, not running belly pads or their cars are leaking oil and they're not, and they're not, they're just daily driving cars. Like I remember at one time seeing a Civic, four-door Civic doing a burnout and his bumper is going like this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, bro, like you didn't like think about fixing that before, you know? Most people don't. I mean, you got to look at it. I mean, even you've done it yourself. You look at it as you're prepping the night before a race. I mean, you see people putting whole motors together the night before a race. So a bumper is something you do overlook. So it, it does happen. But, but we're talking about like a little single cam. <laughs> it was different colors. Hey, there's, <laughs> some fast, there's some fast single cams out there. I mean, look at James's old car. Whew. Yeah, I that, mean. That's but, but that's, factory that, single. <laughs> that, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking I, about I know. Like, I know. You know, you should, I think as a lot of people, I mean, because like even my, like the couple of days before I went to the event, I was watching on YouTube videos on how to stage and pre-stage with the light and a lot of stuff like that. I was doing a lot of that and for, I mean, like studying homework. And even now, before I go to race, I still watch videos or I have an app on my phone. I will sit there before I'm in bed. I will practice with the light so I can yeah. be ready for the next day and be have that fresh in my memory. Yeah. Oh, Let's get away some trips. Take some trips. Uh, well, that, that's that's another delay, thing but... I've always done too. And I mean, I take pictures of it a lot, but I'll go walk the track every event. Yeah. I always walk my track. I always sit during staging lanes, look at everything, look at both lanes, look how everything's prepped, look how just everything's set up so you get an idea of where you're at. Because every track's different. Every single track's different. I, Each I, lane's different. I think a lot of racers... I think you have to have it take it up to a whole nother level and be serious about it to do something like that because a lot of people I know don't walk the track. They don't look at the prep. They don't yeah. care about the prep. But if you're going to be serious about the sport, you're going to be like uh, the last event. We walked up before. We even had a conversation with the track uh, the track officials track officials and the, the guy who preps the track. Yeah. And we were talking to him about lane prep and stuff like that. And so we were learning – but also, we were looking to see which lane was going to be better for us to run in for the day. And I think a lot of people don't do that. They just kind of just jump in a lane and go with the flow. Yeah. But as you see, as like the pro, as the guys get more professional and you start getting a lot faster, that's something that we've soaked up as a game. You know, is learning your experience of teaching me and I've seen other people do myself that you got to kind of prep that. It's kind of like on the streets. You know, a lot of people in the streets, a lot of people will just uh, jump in any lane. I'm a guy that... I'm going to look and see, okay, well, this lane might be a little bit better, this lane than that one. So let's try this one. Let's try to get the right lane. You know, yeah. I'm going to pull up in the right lane and see what it does. And if I don't like it, then I'll go jump in the left, do a pull in the left and yeah. see how it feels. You can't really do that at the track during qualifying and stuff. And testing. Well, kind of I mean, we, we tried to slip up Tony last way that way. We ran left lane all day, and he ran left <laughs> right lane all day. And then in the final, we were like, hey, we're going to take well, right lane this well, time. No, because we also, took, we, also, we also took a hit in the bye. Yeah. <laughs> Which we were in the end of the class, so no one saw us take the bye hit. But it's, it's okay. In it's the okay. right lane. Yeah. Um, that left lane was just ugly, though. It just – and I was starting to, I was starting to here, and I was ending the race almost up yep. top of having to steer back into the groove. I mean, it was, it was pretty ugly, but yeah. we'll see how Drag Race Nationals goes. You know, that's something that we got to look forward to is when we get there – because they are drag racing the night before, and I don't know who I was talking to, and they were talking about uh, uh, about how roads are different, you know, from uh, like 
a different how a road can change in a week. Oh, I'm yeah. like, no, a road can change overnight. overnight. Yep. A road could change from the morning to the nighttime. Yep. You know, and so you have to, you know, there's also going to be racing at that track the night before. Yep. So we have to go look and see how they if they prep it in the morning. You know, check that kind of stuff out. You know, early when we get there. Yep. Well, weather weather changes at all. I mean, there's a lot of factors people don't realize. There's a lot. I mean, even air temperature plays, you know, plays a big part in it. Yep. Um, especially for like the Starbo guys, you know, they gotta they gotta worry about that the moisture in the air and same stuff thing like with that. Nitro guys. Yeah, nitrous, you know, same thing. No, not even nitrous. Nitro, the all motor oh, nitro, nitro cars. Yeah, those guys. Yeah, those. That's a whole other ball game. You're talking about eight seconds, six hundred horsepower all motor Hondas. Right. It's insane. So shout out to those guys who are putting in the work. You know, they put in the groundwork. They're uh, they're doing that first. You know, all motor part. <laughs> hopefully, one day we'll be up. Or at least I'll be on that level. You know, one day, hopefully soon. Hopefully, you're still crew chief then. If hopefully, you hopefully if you next. You don't, you don't get mad at me and quit. <laughs> I mean, you keep running 12 seconds for more years. I mean, we might got some issues. <laughs> no, we're gonna change that next year. Hopefully. Um, but man, that's a little bit about us and our knowledge. But uh. Anything else you really want to talk about? Um, Not really. I mean, just should we should we name drop? Okay, so this is gonna be this is our first episode. Uh, also, give us feedback. Yeah, we we, we, like, we want feedback. We, we need feedback. We want you. What can we do? We want to. We want to. We want to give the people what they need, what they want. Uh, I mean, people. Even if there's someone that you think you would love to hear from, even if it's someone that you've been afraid to talk to, or you have talked to, or you know, is a rival. I mean, it doesn't matter if you, if if there's someone that you want to hear about or hear from that you've maybe heard a little bit about or heard a lot about, you might get something out of that, you know, interview that you don't know. Um. Also, so we're gonna try to do interviews. Um. We want also want to do like a like a not just interview people, but kind of give them a showcase of their builds, and so. Like, for instance, winter's coming up. You know, it's around the corner, and I know a lot of guys are going to be taking the cars down and rebuilding. Um, we like to pop up in your garage and just, you know, you give us, give us, you know, 15 minutes of your time, 20 minutes of your time. Let's go over your car, what you got, how you started, um, what you see for the for the uh, racing you seen, you know, what how you like. But um, we yeah. start over. Um, where we were at. Um, we just got a lot of people that I think – could be good to be covered whether it's you and your garage being built whether it's a racer i mean there's a lot of people that i think yeah. need need the limelight yeah that, you know for instance uh you know you got the the fat kid crew um marcos that guy shout out to that dude put on one hell of a show with that beautiful ass car he's got um sergio from yuba city um you guys should be ryan some of the guys that put down the streets um even uh the svp boys um, you know, we can go down south, you know, like the, what was that? Those, uh, uh, those dudes that were, the one that raced, uh, Steven in the second round. The Tulare boys? Tulare the boys. other one? I think it was the Tulare boys. That hatch, I mean, that was a nice car. Um, you I know, know there's, I know there's. You know, you know what I do want to talk to you is I want to talk about that, uh, I want to go interview those NLR guys. That, that CB7. Oh, or was, that the Accord. CB7 here. Yo, that surprised the shit out of me. I'm not gonna lie. I when I first seen, it, I'm like, easy W. Then when I heard it start up, I'm like, okay, never mind. And then I, I walk by, and I'm like, damn, this thing is fucking nice. Because you know, I fucked up. I judged the cars, but I mean, when you just judging the car on what you see and from some experience, I kind of was like, man, I was like, about that. 
man, that car is pretty damn fast. I want I want to get some more info on that car. Um, get you know, we want to interview guys like that, you know, and then also uh, wow. some of the guys in the streets. Uh, I mean, in the track. Like, what about a uh, um, Sinister Albert? That'd be dude. That'd be cut. Tight to get his. Uh, yeah, he's I mean, one of the, he's one of the fastest all motor cars, you know, is, on the west. He coast. is the fastest all motor car on the west coast. And then there you go, you know, that's something uh, we can look forward to trying to get if he's interested. Um, man, we just basically want to bring the west coast back, man. Um, there's a, there's a lot. I mean, west coast kind of where it started. So let's let's bring it back, you know, because if you go back to even like the Lisa Kubo days, you know what I mean? Ed Bergenholz, you know, all those guys, you know, throw them back, you know. Yeah, I remember reading about these guys in magazines when I was little. I mean, I still have a lot of magazines from. I mean, kids. not 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 to name drop, but Lisa Kubo, we were talking yesterday. Ooh. So. There you go. There you go. <laughs> we we were actually um, talking yesterday. That's dope. Um, um. So I mean, there there might be there might be some names you don't know about that might be popping out. You, you can learn something from this podcast. That's what, that's that's the goal is to learn. Uh, for the people, for the young generation. Uh, I know I got a lot of young following young kids are younger than me that look up to me man and like i'm still looking up to all these dudes chasing them and i gotta tell them man you guys gotta chase me like i'm chasing them um but man we gotta just if you can use this so that they can learn about the history of the racing on the west coast because a lot of people don't know about the racing like that i mean even look like a you know chuck cbi chuck you know a lot of people don't know about that dude that's, that's he, a hidden he's gem a, he's an og that it's a hidden yeah, gem he's helped my game a lot dude i'm glad that you know i can call him and say hey man what you think about this and he'll get you know he's come to my house and help me rebuild my transmission a couple times and, you know i was stuck and he came through there's no a question, lot of, lot no of questions people, asked you yeah know, there's a lot of people look up to him but can't ever get his help he's old school i think that would be dope to get him on here because yeah. uh, you know he also has a couple guys that he's got upbringing, you know, like that around my age that, you know, that he does too. So, yeah. you know, and he's still active in the streets too, man. And that's, that's the dopest part is that I hopefully like one day I'm like him, you know, still that, at that age, I'm going to put his age out there. <laughs> well, look, look, at, look at the guy. That, I mean, look at the guy at the track. There's a guy that's been going to Sack Raceway since I was 16. There's an old dude in the Blue CRX. Yeah, Blue CRX. That dude has been going to the track every event, every week for years. 20 years, 30 years, and the same blue CRX. That dude is legit. I want to be that guy. Yeah. I want to be that guy. Or even look at Chad. Chad's, I don't know, probably 90 now, something like that. I mean, his knees <laughs> hey, are like a 90-year-old. He said it, not me. What can I well, say? that's because he plays soccer. Yeah, fucking, 80 years fucking old, still running soccer fields. In Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, um, nah, it's, you know, he's still in the scene. It's still, you know, the, exactly. the acing is not not thing. Um, but get back to the track people that I was talking about. What about uh, uh, Birdo from LSR, the all-wheel drive car? That would be dope to get him on and get us inside of it. It was one of the first – from what I'm told, it's not the first all-wheel drive Civic or car Honda that's raced. Um, I'm not sure. Let's get his, I'd like to get his input on that. Because as far as the first all-wheel drive car I've ever seen that was like a, not like a CRV or a pilot – that was the first car I've ever seen. So a lot of people are saying that it's not. Well, you want to see how old you are or how young you are? Did you ever have a, a Honda Tech tag? I came around at like the ending of that because I was reading Honda Tech in high school, but I didn't have a Honda. So like I didn't really, I didn't really. Because there was, I there was, there really, was, like, there was all wheel drive builds on that side. No, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, now they were, actually, they were way, way behind in technology that they are now. Boltons. I mean, that's the crazy part. I mean, you look at, like, SES's Bolton kit. Like, 
you literally can take a front-wheel drive Honda and fully bolt in an all-wheel drive conversion. How yeah, many? You could literally, you could literally pull your car in a garage on a Friday night yeah. and drive out, drive it. Get back I mean, to it. after technical difficulties, so right? I can, so I can, because it's gonna be some problem editing. Um, yeah. We just talk about all-wheel drive bolt in. I mean, all that cool stuff, but. I think we've been on here long enough just for the opening. Um, just, just keep your eyes peeled, guys. We got, we have a lot of good names coming out. In just the meantime, with our technical difficulties, we got some good, some good info. Some, some yeah. good, some, someone will be on this podcast that we've talked about in this episode. They just confirmed. So, uh, I mean, I got just, just, just for a. I'm not going to give you a name, but I'll give you a little bit of a scroll here. I mean, we got a lot of people coming up. So, and almost all them people have confirmed for an episode. So. Yeah, so moral of the story, let us know what you guys like, what you didn't like, um, who you want to see, what you want to see in the scene, uh, like as in for us, like on our coverage part. Um, yeah, just let us know, give us some feedback. Um, we're going to try to take this thing to another level and just like, you know, bring, bring the West Coast back. That's our goal. Yeah. Um, as time comes, we're going to look out for more, more – avenues also not just youtube not just social media but spotify uh soundcloud itunes i mean we're gonna try to get on almost to, every platform that we can any, to be able to get it out to you guys anywhere you listen to podcasts that's where we're gonna try to go so let us know where, where somewhere you listen to a podcast or watch a podcast that you might want to see us on there um let us know if you guys want us to move into the covering of of the races of the actual events, um, like you know, footage uh, on some like the, do what Soft Spot does and a lot of the East Coast guys because you know the West Coast doesn't really have that uh, a base media guys. I think we would have to find someone to do that because we got too much going on between interviews and racing and stuff like that. I don't think we would have the time. Yeah, but we could. But we can also have somebody. Record, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then we can. Yeah, use our, a, our, our, as, our add outlet to... Add another team member to yes, the team. Yes, exactly. Um, someone like that. Um, we'll, we'll see. Just We'll see. So, yeah, for more of the story, man... I um, think that's about it. That. So, episode one in the books, man. I'm happy. Yeah. yeah I think we did pretty good. Yeah. Better than the first live. <laughs> right. We're not going to talk about yeah, that. we're not going to talk about Maybe one day we'll release that info. If you got to see that, yo, I we'll do. We'll do some behind the scenes yeah, on that man, one. Uh, just Corona's not your friend. Yeah, Corona's not your friend. <laughs> not, Corona not, at, not at 1 a.m. It's not. Right. Uh, so, all right, guys. Uh, well. Thank you. Tune in. Until uh, we'll next see, time. We'll see you soon.